this is Grace with Notable Women in World War I. This podcast is about many awesome women in the Great War. I will be giving different profiles and short biographies on a new badass female each episode. It'll be fun! Now, if you'll join me, we're starting off strong with Marie Curie. So we're going to start off with her early life. Manya Skwodowska was born in Warsaw on November 7th, 1867. She had an extraordinary memory, and she was a really, like, just a smart kid. But her mom died in 1878, leaving her alone with her older sister and her father. She won, however, she did win a gold medal at 16 for completion of secondary education. Her father, who was a teacher, lost his savings through bad investment, so Manya became a teacher as well. At the same time, she was in the Free University, where she read in Polish to working women. At only 18, she took a job as a governess, but suffered an unhappy love affair, which, I mean, it's not great, but... I was unable to find who it was with, but I can assume it wasn't the nicest of persons, obviously. However, with this, she was able to pay for her older sister Branya's education. Curie continued on her own until 1891 when she left for Paris. When she registered at the Sorbonne in Paris, she said her name was Marie to Seymour French. She met other already famous physicists such as Charles Moraine and Jean Perrin. I probably said their names wrong, but I'm drawing here. Um, she came first in 1893 when receiving her license of physical sciences and was second in mathematical sciences the following year. So she got like two, only a couple years apart. She was also like one of the only female students at the Sorbonne, which is pretty dang neat. Like she was the only, she was one of the only females there. It was spring of 1894 when she met Pierre Curie, her soon-to-be husband. They married in 1895. The couple worked together in investigating radioactivity, and in July of 1898, they discovered Marie, a new element named polonium after Poland, Marie's homeland. It was soon after that they discovered radium. They were awarded the Nobel Prize in 1903 for their discoveries. However, in 1906, Pierre was accidentally knocked down and killed by a carriage. Even though very sad about the incident, Marie took over his teaching post at the Sorbonne. Now, Pierre died, like, like only, I don't know, a decade after they got married. So, it was, it was a short marriage for sure, but I, like, she immediately became a teacher at the Sorbonne. Now, not only did she become a teacher at the Sorbonne, she became the first woman in history to teach there, which is also pretty cool. Um, She earned her second, yes, second, Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 1911. By 1914, she'd done so much already, and when World War I broke out, she continued to do even more. Marie developed a new type of x-ray. There were, like, a couple types that were okay. They weren't that great, but they were still there. And she took what she could and made a new one. She realized that the electromagnetation of such could help see bullets and shrapnel embedded in soldiers' bodies, helping doctors find it, and then saving many lives. It also helped to locate broken bones. 
Even though many hospitals had x-rays, they were more often than not too far away to actually be useful, which probably wasn't that great when you needed it. So it was very hard at first. And Curie and her daughter Irene, I, I love that name, just wanted to say that, I love the name Irene, amassed a fleet of vehicles. They equipped them with x-ray machines and then had 200 radiological units set in permanent posts. So they had like a bunch of cars and trucks, I guess, and also 200 radiological units in permanent posts. Now this was only two years after the war started. Marie Curie was the founding director of the Red Cross Radiology Service. She was also working on a new laboratory at the Radium Institute, but many of her researchers were fighting the war. Right before the Germans' invasion, the French moved their capital to Bordeaux, and Marie transported France's only sample of radium to the city, which was 600 kilometers southwest. She then promptly returned to Paris to fight. By October 1914, the first 20 of the now-called Petites Curies, or Little Curies, were ready. Curie had no experience working with x-rays, so she taught herself. She taught herself how to use them and took courses on human anatomy so she could find such things like shrapnel and bullets in a soldier's body. She also learned to drive a car and also fix it. So she just learned how to do all of this in only a couple of months. The Curie set up a training program to teach other women such things, and Curie made many trips to the front line. She often drove the ambulance herself and had a doctor, a military doctor, and her daughter in the car. Um, Curie also used most of her money to buy French war bonds. After being turned down on her offer for gold Nobel prizes, she spent almost all of the money on the war bonds. And it helped support the government greatly. And a year after the war ended in 1919, her laboratory was complete. She dedicated herself to her research until 1934, when she died of aplastic anemia. Aplastic anemia is a rare condition where the body doesn't produce enough red blood cells, and she got it from lack of protection while operating her petite curies. She's 66 years old. And I thought this was bananas, because I had heard that she had died of radiation, but I didn't know it was from operating the vehicles in World War One. Um... Thanks to Curie, thousands of lives were saved, and yet her contributions to World War I remain unknown to many people. Um, it was a very interesting thing to research, especially because it, it was just so, it was so amazing to me that she'd done all of this stuff, and I hadn't really heard of her all that much. I mean, everyone's heard of her, I think, but you don't really hear of all these accomplishments that she actually had. And it was very spectacular, and I enjoyed it greatly. Thank you for listening in. I hope to see you next time. Um, I'm Grace on Notable Women of World War One, And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have anything to say, I'm sure you can probably contact me somewhere. Um... And it was really enjoyable to do this, and it was really fun. So thank you for listening.